Kedi Bone Chwene Malobela joins us for this episode of What's Next. Uh, Kedi Bone is the Chief Specialist for Risk Product Marketing at Liberty. Thank you for joining us, Kedi Bone. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. And how are you doing, Aki? I'm very, very good, thank you. I'm really enjoying our discussions that we're having about insurance and, uh, you know, life insurance and, and the importance of it. And I didn't realize quite how complex it is and how many different layers it is it takes to actually work out these premiums. And it's fascinating that it's so important to, for example, differentiate between men and women, right, when discussing insurance trends. Why is that so important? I guess for a number of reasons, Ike. I think for the for the, I think as a number one is that obviously the risk exposures are different. I think the obvious thing to every listener is that women do give birth, men don't. That's the one thing. And then I think when we look at life expectancies, then there's this whole thing where you always hear that women live longer, and obviously then uh, men they don't tend to live longer. And then you'd have things where you have women that are smokers and women that are non-smokers that has an effect on your insurance premium. And also then there'll be certain health risks that are only probably then more associated with women than with men. So understanding all those dynamics are important as, as part of then, then incorporating the pricing at the end for a premium that you charge for an insurance product. Yeah. Okay, now that's very interesting. Now, what kind of claim types are you finding to be more prevalent with the women than with men, for example? Is it, you know, are there differences in claim types? I guess the obvious ones would be the ones that are more related to health. That I think one being breast cancer, as you can as you can imagine, obviously I think for the men they'll be more kind of like prone to the prostate cancer, but for yes. people you get more the breast cancers. And then I guess when we came from like um, COVID, coming out of COVID, the one thing that was quite interesting was that especially last year with our team stats, what came out quite more prevalent was obviously the idea that with more women joining the working force, then we're now starting to see kind of like the younger ladies training, then we had more retrenchment claims, which was also then another thing that we looked at and we were thinking, wow, we thought that obviously retrenchment is something that happens in your old age, but we're now then seeing younger ladies and younger females actually probably then claiming for retrenchment. Obviously, I think, thank God, I think with COVID kind of coming down, we actually seen those numbers coming down as well. Wow, that is so interesting. It's incredible how many curveballs um COVID has thrown into into all of our lives, uh, not only personal, but in the insurance industry. And you you often hear things like long COVID, for example. And, you know, people that have had COVID have really struggled to recover uh, coming out of COVID. Now, unfortunately, there, there's no data that shows that women are underinsured relative to men. Um, is this the case? And why is this the case? We've seen it, I think, especially, I think, since we started running change days. And I think maybe then the reasoning behind it is that context matters. Historically, I think we've had more men joining the working force than females. And then what has what's been happening is that when you look at the changes for the ladies that are much over and much older ages, then the gap become, become wider between the males and females. But then what I think maybe with society kind of like, you know, normalizing that whole thing with uh, equality and everything else. With the younger ages, we've seen that obviously then I think the numbers tend to be more kind of like aligned between the males and females claiming. But we've seen that kind of like changes between the older ages. Okay, now that's so interesting. Now, when you look at, um, you know, women being underinsured, what, what can be done to ensure that women are no longer un- un- underinsured? What, what do we need to do to, to change that? 
So what we normally then say to our female clients is that there's, I cannot stress more, more than enough the importance of speaking to a financial advisor. Because I guess, as you can imagine, for a woman that's already joined the working force, they're liking that they get to probably then have what you call employer benefits. So to some level, they would have some level of insurance. But then think about that woman that probably either is running their own business or as we normally then call other women then the house executives. They don't get that chance to speak with the financial advisor. And I think it's more important that when we have these conversations and we keep on highlighting that need for financial advice, and I'm sure probably you think and your listeners are thinking, but a house executives, why would you need insurance? So think about, I think we tend to probably then undermine the level of value that a house executive plays in a, house, in a household. So what then happens is that when that person is then ill, they've got a critical illness or what we call a dreaded disease. Normally then the things that they normally would have been taking care of in terms of maybe then, you know, making sure that the children's homeworks are done, tutoring and all of that. You as, as a surviving spouse, you then need to go out there to get those services at a premium where then suddenly you're having this additional budget line on your thing to make sure that you cover for that. So having something like a traded disease, it will actually, that payout would actually be able to help you in those moments to make sure that you're able to get the extra help around the house while probably your, your partner is still ill. And also you're able to get the tutoring if you've got transport that you need to get transport for the extramural activities for kids, then you also have those kind of things taken care of. So it's important to speak to your financial advisor just to first understand the stage of, of your life that you add as a female and obviously then the health risk and also the life risk that you might be probably then facing so that they plan for them when before anything happens. So that at that time when something happens, then you do have the right cover for those kind of vulnerable moments. Correct. Okay. So so, so let's say there's, there's a, a, a woman watching us right now who's realizing I need to speak to somebody. I need some help and I need to make sure that I, I sort out where I'm underinsured. How does Liberty help women realize the, the full benefits of insurance? What, what, what should somebody do? What should the next step be? So the first step, I would say that go to our liberty.coza website. And I think what, what if you go under personal cover, a lot of the times that you find there's normally a tab that says you need to speak to a financial advisor. And I think that's the first important step because we've got this flagship product, this product called Lifestyle Protector. Underneath that product, there's a varied uh, 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 types of benefits that probably will speak to your life stage as a woman and will also speak to the type of things that you prioritize and you think you are at most risk of in case something was to happen to you. And I think maybe the one thing that I just wanted to probably then just remind women when we talk about this is that we've talked already about more women joining the workforce. Already, even with the young female students that are studying, there's more female students studying more than you get the male students studying at universities. Those people are joining the working force. And what is then happening is that most women are then delaying the decision to have kids. Uh. That also obviously then has those kind of impacts as well that you might probably not then also need to make sure that when you do have, decide to have a child, you do have the right cover for that child. In case, obviously, with age, then there's normally then certain health complications. Our flagship lifestyle protector benefits has got benefits that takes care of a woman from the time that they're having a child. Even before the child is born, the child will be covered to the child time that they give birth to a child. And from the time that the child then obviously then grows up to an age where they can probably have their own benefits. Then I think maybe as a last thing, Aki, what I wanted to just uh, maybe then just make mention is the fact that as we obviously then joining the workforce, what is happening is that also as well, then there's this whole thing that when we retire, 
our retirement benefits also then tend to be slightly different. Most people are working longer these days, but what it means is that at the end when they do eventually retire, even the healthcare needs that they might need, they will need to take care of it right now so that obviously then the they, they stage of their life, like their income and everything else is not impacted at retirement. So those kind of conversation, when you sit in with a financial advisor, it will make sure that they will make sure that you actually take care of those things that you can prioritize in terms of your affordability to say, I'll rather take care of this first. And then maybe once this is taken care of, then on a yearly basis, then we can relook at this plan to make sure that I'm covered for the type of life that I want to live at the end. Yeah. Interesting. So um, wrapping up, Kitty Bonnie, what is the advice that you would give to women out there who are looking to buy insurance? It's obviously... Uh, it's it it is complex, but it doesn't need to be complex. Um, and and I guess you need to approach insurance with uh, a very clear sight of what it is that you want at the end of the day. What it is that you want to insure. What are your goals, for example? There's so many questions. What advice do you give to women? So I think the advice that I'll give you, maybe also based on the insights that we have, I think. Insurance is supposed to be one of those important conversations that we have. And I know that as a female, normally we want to talk to like, obviously our friends and our families. We like consulting with those people to try and find out what is the right decision. But I also think that with that in mind, even when you then approach a financial decision like insurance, we do have advisors. If you feel that you're not comfortable maybe with like a male advisor, speak to another female advisor. At least they've been through the journey that you've been through yes. as a woman. And at least then they can probably then be able to resonate with a lot of the concerns that you have as a woman. And then they'll be able to help you navigate that complicated world of insurance. But the conversation with the financial advisor is the most important conversation to start with. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Kenny Bonnie Chwene Malobela, the Chief Specialist, uh, Risk Product Marketing at Liberty. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this episode of What's Next and really highlighting the importance of insurance in uh, uh, being a woman, uh, a woman, and uh, and how important it is to make sure that you're not underinsured. Thank you very much for joining us for this conversation, Kitty Bonnie. And thank you for having me, Aiki. Thank you.